session of hearing your word this morning. I ask that you will breathe upon your immutable counsel. Let your name be glorified. Amen. We worship you, O God. We exalt you. Amen. Blessed be your name in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. I welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to this service this morning. Hallelujah. Is anybody here feeling cold? Is anybody you are feeling cold? This fan is too much for you. And you, you, you won't mind if we shut it up. All right, that means that everybody is okay. Praise God. Let's very quickly turn in our Bibles to the book of John, chapter number 3, verse 2, First John, that is First John, chapter 3, verse 2, then that same First John, chapter 4, verse 17. Verse 1 and 2. Okay. See what an incredible quality of love the Father has given. Yes. So bestowed on us. So bestowed on us. That we should be permitted to be named. That we should be permitted to be named. And called. And called. And the children of God. Yes. And so we are. Yes. The reason that the world does not recognize or acknowledge us. The reason that the world does not recognize or acknowledge us. Because it does not know or acknowledge Jesus. Because we are. Because we are. Even here and now. Yes. God's children. Yes. It is not yet disclosed. It is not yet disclosed. Nor made clear. Yes. What we shall be hereafter. What we shall be hereafter. But we know that when He comes. We know that when He comes. And is manifested. Yes. We shall, as God's children. Yes. Resemble and be like Him. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. Chapter four, verse seventeen. In this union and communion with him. And communion with him. Love is brought to conclusion. Lord, love is, is brought to conclusion. Completion. Completion. And attains perfection with us. And it attains perfection with us. That we may have confidence for the day of judgment. That we may have confidence on the day of judgment. With assurance and boldness to face him. With assurance and boldness to face him. Because as he is. Because as he is, so are we in this world. So are we in this world. If the Bible you are, you are reading is not um, phone Bible, 
his paper Bible, you can mark that place where he says in chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. You can mark chapter 1 and 2 if the Bible you are reading is your own. Alright? That's chapter 3. And chapter 4, you can mark that verse 17. Praise the name of Jesus. Very quickly, we began teaching on the series uh, of what I call the mysteries of the, of the kingdom of God. We have talked about the mystery of the communion. We have talked about the mystery of the anointing, which was last Sunday, and it was awesome. In this place, the power of God literally came down. And this morning, I'm going to be speaking on the subject, the mystery of divine union. The mystery of divine union. The Bible says in that version that my brother read, particularly verse 17 of chapter 4, it talks about our union and our fellowship with Christ. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Today is our friends and family Sunday. And it's a Sunday that is dedicated to us talking about relationships. But the relationship I want to talk about this morning is not our relationship with one another but our relationship with Christ, our union with him. Because I realize when our union with Christ is in place, our love for one another cannot be questioned. Praise the name of Jesus. Because if a man can love God whom he cannot see, listen to me, he will also be able to love his fellow man or woman who, whom he can see. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Our union with Jesus, therefore, is the most powerful relationship in the universe. Amen. Amen. Our relationship, our oneness, our union with Jesus is what actually differentiates Christianity from every other relationship or for, from every other religion. Amen? Amen? Our union, our relationship with Jesus Praise God. Our relationship with Jesus is what differentiates Christianity, like I said, from every other religion of the world. Amen. Amen. That is to say, the Son of God became one of the sons of men so that the sons of men can become the children of God. Jesus, the Son of God, became 
like one of us, the Son of Man, so that, listen to me, we that are children of men can become the children of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen to me very quickly. Jesus was God when he came into the world. Hallelujah. Amen. He was a deity when he came into the world. But we, being just normal, casual humans, when, listen to me, when we start our relationship with Jesus or with God through Jesus, the children of men have now become part of divinity. Hello, is anybody, is anybody following me? Yes, sir. So through Jesus, humanity has a share in divinity. Just follow me, listen to me. Through Jesus, humanity ha now has a share in divinity. Jesus being divinity took part in the nature of humanity, which is me and you. So that we that are humanity, that are humans, can now share in the nature of God, which is divinity. Open your Bible very quickly to the book of First Peter. I just want to very quickly lay a foundation here this morning. First Peter chapter 1. Yes. Okay, that's the first Peter. Second Peter, chapter 1, verse 2. According as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertains unto life and godliness. Amen. Through what? The knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by this ye might be of ye might be partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Does anybody see that there? So that you by them might be what partakers of divine nature. So who are the when the Bible says ye is referring to all of us, is referring to you and me. You and me, we have now become partakers of divine nature. So humanity are now sharing in the nature of divinity. So listen to me. You are not as ordinary as you think you are. Hello? Hello, is anybody with me? Yes, sir. Your life is not as natural as you think it is. Because if the Bible says that you have now become partakers of his divine nature and the nature of God is supernatural, it then means what? Listen to me, look at me. That you are a partaker of what? Of supernatural nature of God. So there is something about you 
that is supernatural. Did anybody understand me? Yes. Is anybody hearing this word? Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. So your life is not as natural. Don't think that you are just an ordinary person. You know me. I'm not. I'm a nobody. Uh, you know. You are not a nobody. Oh. If you are born again, you are not just ordinary. If you are born again, your life is not just natural. Because, listen to me, you have become a partaker of the divine nature of God. So God's nature is holy. You are a partaker in that nature. God's nature is supernatural. You are a partaker in that nature. So it means that you, but listen to me. Your nature is holy. Your nature is supernatural. Your nature is extraordinary. Your nature is powerful because God is what? It's powerful. Listen, we become a partaker of all of that through Jesus. In the scripture that we read, the Bible says, that we are now children of God, particularly chapter 3 of 1 John and verse 2. Amen. He said, Now are we the children of God? But listen to me. He said, The world is, has not yet seen or known what we are going to become. Hello? Can anybody read it for me? Verse 2. Verse 2, 1 John 3 2. Yes. What John three two say? Yes. Beloved. Beloved. We are even here and now. We are even here and now. And what? Now. Hello. Did anybody hear that? Beloved. Even here and now. Yes. We are God's children. We are God's children. Look up, everybody. Look at me. Show me your hand. Put that hand on your chest. And say, I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. We are God's children. Here and now. Not tomorrow. Not next week. Not next year. Amen. Amen. This pastor was saying something when he was sharing testimony. He was talking about his sister that has a daughter. And the daughter is as common as the woman was when she was small. That's nature. That's sharing nature. Hallelujah. Amen. When you look at the way a child is behaving, if you trace the, the history of the father or the mother backward a little bit, you might see it, in the, you will see it there. That this boy is behaving like the father when the father was small. He said, now we are the children of God. Isn't that good news? It means that if I'm a child of God, listen to me. I, 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 I am sharing in the gene, in the nature, in everything that God is. Now, listen, a child of God is what? 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 God. You didn't answer. A child of God is what? God. You are not blaspheming. Say it. 
not talking about the Jesus that went to the cross. He's talking about the Jesus that rose again on the third day that is seated at the right hand of God. Please follow me. That scripture is not talking to pastors only. It's not talking to Pope. It's not talking to the bishops. It's not talking to Jews. Hello. It's talking to and about an ordinary Christian. Sorry, let me not use the word like It's talking about every Christian. Read verse 14. I mean, verse 17, chapter 4 of the same chapter. I want you to see by yourself. Verse 17. Yes. In this union and communion with him. In this union and communion with him. Love is brought to completion. Love is brought to completion. And attains perfection with us. And it attains meaning that the love of God is made perfect in you and me. God showered me and you with his love. We are a demonstration, a manifestation of the love of God. There is no other way for God to show his love. Listen to me. But he showed that love by making Jesus to die for you and me so that after Jesus has gone, we will not be a walking, breathing, living love of God. Yes. That we may have confidence for the day of judgment. So that we can have confidence in the day of judgment. Assurance and boldness to face him. The assurance and boldness to face Jesus. Because as he is. This is where I'm going. Come on, read that place again. Because as he is. Please read it in your own Bible. As what? He is. As he is. So are we in this world. In heaven? Where? In this world. Where? In this world. As he is. The Bible said you didn't use the word past tense. You didn't say as it was. Present tense. Thank you. As it is, so are we in this world. I want you to imagine. Because you and Jesus, we are one and the same. Are you following me? Praise God. You are one and the same. Two different personalities. But there is a union of relationship that happened through his death and his resurrection. And you know what? Let me very quickly tell you, you and me, we share in that death and in that resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the book, book of First John, uh, sorry, in the book of, of Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. The Bible says in that place, he said we have been buried with him in baptism. We are in also, ye are risen with him through faith of the operation of God. You are buried with him in baptism. Wherein also ye are risen with him through faith in the operation of God. Galatians chapter number 2, verse 20 says, says what? An ordinary, uh, I mean, uh, everyday Christian should be able to quote that. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. 
Hallelujah. Go on, read it. Yes, go on. Yes. But Christ lives in me. And life which I now live. The life which I now live. In flourish I live. Yes. By the faith of the Son of God. Yes. Who loved, me, who loved me and gave himself for me. He gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Jesus. Listen to me, meaning that when Jesus was crucified, I was crucified. When Jesus died, I also died. When Jesus was buried, I also was buried. When Jesus rose again, I also was, was what? Was risen again. And the Bible says in Ephesians, chapter number one. The Bible says, even when we were dead in sin, verse 5, chapter number 2, Ephesians. Even when we were dead in sin, as it quickened us together with Christ, for by grace he has saved. Verse 6, and has raised us up together. Come on. And has raised us up together. Come on. And has what? Raised us up together. To where? together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. We have been raised together. We have been raised together. And we have been made to sit together. Where? In heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Hear this. This is the togetherness that I'm talking about. Amen. Amen. This is what? This is the togetherness that I'm talking about. Meaning that he is with us. Look at me. He is with us and we are with him. Maybe we'll take that child to the back so that he will stop distracting us. Amen. Let's take him to the back. Now. He is with us. And we are with him. Praise God. He is with us and we are what? We are with him. Together. So listen to me. You are not alone as you think. And like I taught last week Tuesday, you are not operating from the ground, from the low level of life. There is a place you are seated. You are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are witches and wizards cannot get you. We are the hand of the enemy cannot touch you. No wonder the Bible says that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will see of the Lord is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in him will I trust. You can boldly say so. That actually, that place is not a prayer. It was a testimony. It was a testimony statement of David. It was boasting in the fact that God is his refuge. He wasn't. He didn't ask us to pray it. He was just telling us as a matter of assurance. That's why he said, "A thousand shall fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you." He's telling you a matter of fact. Hello, is anybody with me? We are together. You are not alone. You are not ordinary. Your life is supernatural. Hello, is anybody with me? Your life is supernatural. Anyone that is looking for how to kill you, they will die first. Because you cannot be killed twice. 
you have already died in Jesus. And when you died in Jesus, Jesus now gave you his life. You didn't hear what I just said. So we shared the life, and if we shared the death, we also shared the life. That's why we sang that song. I confess tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone because I know oh, he owes my future. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Those are saviors that have arisen. 
I can keep on mentioning names. It is time for you also to arise. Because you are one of the saviors. As he is, so are we in this world. You need to make up your mind that you will not live an ordinary life. You need to make up your mind that you will not live an ordinary life and pass through this world without a mark. Send your salaries out of Zion. You are one of them. Because you are a sharer in the nature of God. You are in union with Jesus as He is. So are we in this world? The question you should ask is, and I want to provoke you a little bit. The way you are now, you want to tell me that that's how Jesus is. Just look around your life. The way you are now, the way I am, is that how Jesus is? It looks like. <laughs> the difference is like day and night. So meaning that I need to walk, I need to move, I need to get close to that Jesus so that more of him can reflect in my life here on earth. Hello? The way I am now, is that how Jesus is? With all these needs that are surrounding me, can Jesus be sick? Can Jesus be bound? Hello? Can Jesus be in need of money? He's in poverty. Is Jesus suffering from wretchedness? Is everybody here? Yes, sir. Is he suffering from joblessness? As he is, so are we in this life. So, do you know what we're going to do after now? I want you to reject anything that doesn't represent Jesus in your life. If Jesus is here, he cannot be like this. Is it cannot be like this. Things cannot be like this. And he's saying, I am leaving you there to show all of the glory that I represent. To manifest all of the power that I, that I carry. Hello? Yes, sir. Is everybody hearing me? Yes, to manifest all of the power that I carry. To show the world what heaven looks like. Somebody say, am I, have I been to heaven before? You are there already. You are there what? Already. Because you raised us up together and made us to sit together in where? Come on, in where? Come on, in where? So where are you seated? So where are you seated? And so what are we talking about? You are there already. So what God wants you to do is to bring that heavenly light let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your glory be manifested in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Let your power be demonstrated in my life on earth as it is in heaven. Let me be successful on earth as it is in heaven. So if what you are passing through is not as it is in heaven, reject it. This is not how it is in heaven. Yeah? <laughs> This is not how it is in heaven. Oh my God. Am I talking to you?
to anybody in this room. I'm just, am I speaking over your head over I'm getting, or I'm getting that question. I, I guess it. Am I this in heaven? Lord, I want in my life how it is where that it be my life as it is in heaven. It's a very powerful prayer. Jesus, indeed, I want to be like you here on I want to walk like you. I want to live like you. I want to talk like you. You know, even when a man and a woman are married, and they have been married for a long time, after they will start to look alike. Are you aware? Yes. They will begin to look alike. Look, look at Mama Gio. Mama Deboya, look at Baba Deboya. Mama Deboya, they are already looking alike. Already look, looking alike. Hallelujah. That is what union does. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. This morning, I have challenged you that whatever doesn't represent heaven, we need to reject it this month. Number two. Whatever heaven has in store for you, they need to be released this month. I want to very quickly show you something that you are meant to receive as benefits because of the relationship. Because of your union with Jesus. Number one, I'll, I'll go through that in the next five minutes. Number one, in Jesus, we have redemption. Ephesians chapter number one, verse seven. The Bible says, in whom we have redemption, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. So number one, you have been redeemed from sin and every consequence of it. Meaning that you have been redeemed from sin, you have been redeemed from curses. You have been redeemed from poverty. You have been redeemed from sicknesses. You have been redeemed from bondage to the devil. Listen to me. To be redeemed means to be free. To have been set free. Actually, that word means it's a transactional word. It's a word that is used in business. Alright? Meaning that if this pastor knows me this book and I gave him this microphone. If I want to get the microphone back, I need to redeem it by bringing either this book or the money that it could relate to the book or more. Now, when Jesus died, what he did was to give back to God, was to pay the price, all right, that was on your hand. You know, when they capture people, Bandits, when they take people, which is not like in Nigeria right now, when bandits take people, they ask for what is called ransom. The ransom is to redeem the people. So when the ransom is paid, in one case, can you imagine? They ask for bag of rice, they gave the number. They ask for motorcycle. Some people ask for 60,000 retard card. Thank you, bro. I'm taking what you were asking. And they gave them 60,000 retard card. They gave them the They asked for foreign rice, number of bags. They asked for local rice. So many that don't get about foreign rice. Even though they are in the bush. The 
and why can't she go eat? They gave them. All those things they were asking for is to redeem the souls of those people with them. Do you know what? That was how we were with the devil. God used Jesus to pay ransom. God used Jesus to what? To pay the ransom for your soul and my soul so that we can be free. Free from sin, free from the devil, free from curses. We are free. So whatever power is holding you back this morning, it shall be wasted. Amen. Number two, in Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance. Ephesians chapter number one. Somebody help me open to that place. Ephesians chapter number one. All right? We have obtained. Obtained means you have received. It's not present tense, oh. it's past tense. All right? So we have received an inheritance, a possession of glory. The Bible says, in whom we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things according to the counsel of his will, that we should be to the praise of his glory, who first, who first trusted in Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is our inheritance? That we should be to the praise of his glory. What is your possession? That your life should be what? To the praise of his glory. So anything that is, that will be to the praise of the glory of God, he will give you. Anything that will be to the praise of the name of God in your life, through Jesus, that thing has been released. That is why I pity those that criticize those that are buying jets. Why am I a, a pastor, a minister of the gospel, bought jet and you are, you, are, you are joining them to talk? Are you a poverty mentality person? He said, in Jesus, we have obtained an inheritance. And what is that inheritance? That your life should be to the praise of his glory. Okay, you have not eaten for three days. Is that, is that, is, will that be to the praise of the, of the glory of God? No. You are wearing one shirt, one cloth every day. Will that be to the praise of the name of God? No. You don't have job to, to, to do to feed your family. Is that to the... Come on. This morning, wherever you need to be settled, in that same name of Jesus, through whom you have received an inheritance, receive your settlement now. Amen. Number three, we have been sealed with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter number 1 verse 13. In whom also, after ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I don't know whether you are seeing the scriptures I'm reading. All the scriptures, there is one thing that is common with them. In whom? Can you, did you notice that? In whom? Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Go and read it at home. Write it down. Go and read. In whom we have redemption. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 11 In whom we have obtained what, Who is that whom? It's Jesus Alright The number 3 In whom we have what? We also After we have believed We have been sealed Amen What does it mean to be sealed? With the Holy Spirit 
There is um, an estate agent, not an estate agent, she's a marketing executive for a, ma a major, uh, what do you call, uh, real estate company in Nigeria. So when you are doing a deal of assignment, am I right? Deal of assignment, Alright? At the end of that document, where everybody will sign, we see a red seal. Until that seal is there, that document is fake. So you see a red seal on it, and both parties, not just one, no, I think where the two people will sign. Alright? And they will now countersign on the seal. Your signature must cross the seal. So that in case the seal is removed, they can be discovered. So I will sign on the seal, alright? The other person will also sign and the signature will cross the seal. This is it. The moment that document is signed and sealed, it becomes binding. It means that that land is as good as that person's home. Here it is. That was how we were sealed by the Holy Spirit of God to show that you actually belong to God. Listen, do you know that it will be almost in, it will be it will almost be impossible for the devil to lay claim to, to the life of the child of God? You don't belong to him. The seal of the blood of Jesus is upon your life, and God now placed another seal of the Holy Spirit. I don't know whether you've seen documents. It's not red seal. They will take an iron. They will brand it on it. In those days of slavery, the moment they bring slaves to America, they will take hot iron and they will bring the shirt of the, bring the, shirt of the slave and put, a, put the red iron or hot iron here with a mark, like the X. It might be the initial of your guy, the owner of the slave. They might go shout. But that mark, Show that this guy belongs to someone. Anywhere he runs, all they do, they just put his shirt, you know. Who is the owner? Another person cannot play with That's what Jesus has done for you. He placed the seal of the Holy Spirit upon your life so that you cannot be lost, so that you can't be missing in the crowd. That's why the Bible says, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not want, I cannot be missing. Hello, is anybody with me? Yes, no devil can lay claim to my life. No witch or wizard can, can take me to their covenant except if they are looking for trouble. Hello, is anybody with me? Yes, oh my God. A, a boy was kidnapped in Dunamis Trust Center. When the boy got there, they, they, they said, who, who brought this one here? Why, why did you bring this one here? Alright? Who brought this one? For somebody, let this one stand aside. Let this one stand there. Eventually they released that boy, they sent him back. He came and shared testimony in the church. I had the testimony from Dr. Ninja live. To the extent that one of the bandits now came later to come and look for him in their village. And the bandit said, I want to serve your God because uh, there's something about you. They pointed gun at him to shoot him because he didn't work. And tell me what Dr. Ninja said. They shot the gun, the gun didn't work. He said, you must be serving some a God that we don't know. I want to know that God. He said, but you who collected my phone. He said, don't worry. I told them that they are going to bring their own phone. They are bringing it. Hello? 
sealed. Ritualists can't do anything to your life. If they carry you by mistake, that is by mistake. They will let you go, sharp, sharp. You are not their meat. Hello, is anybody hearing my word? You, you, you are not. You are not their. You are not their candidates. Hallelujah. I see God placing that seal upon you and every member of your household. Amen. In Jesus, we have become the temple of God on earth. Ephesians chapter number two, verse twenty-two. In whom ye are also built together for a holy habitation unto God through the Spirit. You have become the temple of God. You are the headquarters of God here on earth. Somebody didn't hear what I said. You are what? The headquarters of God on earth. If anybody is looking for God, the moment they meet you, they shouldn't look for that. Because God lives in you. Because you are the temple of God. As God lived in the temple in the Old Testament, He now lives in you. The Bible says your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. God has made your life a habitation. You have become the headquarters of God on earth. No wonder the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Anyone that wants to stop you, the person wants to die. It's like, it's like a bitch trying to stop a caterpillar from going forward. <laughs> Hello, is anybody there? A bitch trying to hinder, you know, and the caterpillar is coming and the bitch person is, is pressing brake. Can you imagine? He's pressing brake. Which hating brake is he pressing? With him and the bitch and the brake. Praise God. That is what will happen to anybody that wants to stop your destiny. Amen. Number five, in Jesus, you have boldness and access to possibilities in this life. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 12, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence by faith of him. Hallelujah. In Christ, no door can be shut against you. No wonder he said, I'm the one that opened a door that no man can shut. He said, I've opened it and no man can shut it. And any door I shut, no devil can open it. Praise God. Come on, praise God. So in Jesus, you have access, mysterious access to divine possibilities. Boldness also to enter into the doors that God has opened. Hello, is anybody with me? He gives you boldness and he also gives you access. Praise the name of Jesus. No, it's one thing for you to, for doors to be open. It's another thing for you to be able to enter. God says, I'm giving you boldness and I'm giving you access. Open doors. Hallelujah. Somebody under the sound of my voice, you are having an encounter with uncommon breakthroughs this week. Come on, I said you are having an encounter with uncommon breakthroughs this week. In this week that we are going, you will break new grounds. You will break new frontiers. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I see somebody bring new things here, new things. I don't know who, I don't know who, I don't know who, I don't know who, but somebody here. You are not being empowered to do something new. To do something new. Hallelujah. In Jesus, your name has been changed. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named. Of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is what? So by God, through Jesus, your family name has been changed. Amen. Hello, is anybody with me? Yes, 315 Ephesians. 
I have a family name, but I don't even know the meaning. I asked them one day, they couldn't tell me, so I changed it. Praise God. Amen. Some of our family names are so demonic. Huh? I mean, very demonic family names. Praise God. But there is another name. Amen. There is another name that is superior to every other name. No one of us says, Wherefore God has highly exalted him and has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every name must bow. Now, that is the name by which you are called in heaven. <laughs> because how will you know what? All of God's children have one family name. To name that name, he doesn't know that one. But there's a name by which you are identified in heaven. All of us can be the same name. You know what? So that we can see the power. Is it the mark of the king of one? This one belongs in royalty. This one is a child of king, of kings and the Lord of Lords. Elohim is written on your head. Hallelujah. You have been branded. So it doesn't matter what people are calling you or that. There's a name change coming. Come, I say there's a name change coming. Come, I say there's a name change coming. Because the name by which you are known in heaven, every day bow to it. I say every name bows to it. Every circumstance bow to it. Whatever negative name you are calling you now will bow to the superior name of Jesus in your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lastly, rise up on your feet. In Jesus, you have been made to shine as light. Ephesians chapter number 5, verse 8. The Bible says, Ye, for ye were sometimes darkness. But now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Hello? Did you hear what, what I just read? The Bible didn't say you are going to be the light. The Bible actually says you were once darkness. But now. But what? Now are you light? In the Lord. So walk as children of light. Remember, remember I told you that. Hello, remember I told you that we are a sharer in God's divine nature. And because God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. Amen? Amen. Now, here the Bible is also telling us God is telling us that you were once darkness. The Bible didn't say you are in the darkness. He said you were in the darkness. And the Bible used the word where? That is past tense. He said, but now you are the light. He didn't say you are in the light. So, from being darkness, God has exchanged, has taken the nature of darkness away from you and has made a light in your generation. You know what? If you go and check the root word of that, that word light actually literally means fire. Do you know that light is a component of fire? Yes, sir. Can you hear it? 
How many scientists are here? When you light a candle, when you light a candle, what do you see? Light. Okay, but what is burning on the candle? Fire. If you move your hand close, what do you see? Heat. So there are three components to light, to uh, a fire ladder. There is heat, there is light, and there is what? Light is. Okay, it's a Praise God. Amen. Okay. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Don't worry, you will argue after the service. You know, scientists, they never agree. When you are plenty of they will never agree. So let's read it. Okay, okay, okay. All the scientists, don't hold up. After the service. Praise God. But what I'm trying to say is that. When you check the root word, when you are seeing your life, it means that you are fire. Alright? Praise it, praise God. So you are going to pray this morning. Lord, don't let my light be turned into darkness. You know what that talks about glory? It talks about distinction. It talks about illumination. Because everywhere light is, it cannot be hidden. Somebody's life is coming out of obscurity. Where you have not been known before after now, they will see your lights, they will call you. Amen. All these things that I have said this morning about our union in Christ, how do you represent your life? It's by your faith. Just believe God. Just keep on walking with God by faith. Keep on trusting Him. Keep on coming to church. Keep on reading your Bible. Keep on praying. Keep on serving God. I tell you, the more you do those things, the more all of what Christ is in heaven, the more it is made manifest in your life. So lift up your voice and appreciate Jesus for all that He has done for you. Glorify Him this morning.